Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing My Engineer, episode 13, peeps, the final episode. This episode has many storylines involving Ram and King, Mech and Boss, Bon and Dune, and how they all have conflict arising their relationships and positively deal with that conflict, which is kind of a cool thing. Mech and Boss, Boss gets these messages from Fawn, which he does not respond to, as she wants to be back in relationship with him, even though her agent wants her not to do that. She ends up coming to the camp to be with him to discuss this issue, and Mech is there when she arrives. Mech assumes that Boss really would want to be with her rather than with Mech. And so he says, you know what, Mech? You take care of Fawn. I'm going to leave you two alone. And he basically leaves Boss just to handle that situation. You don't know how it works out at that point. You just know he's left Mech. Or he's left Boss to handle that. That evening, um, Boss comes back to the camp and He's trying to talk to Mech, and Mech's just like, you know, we're not a couple. I know that everyone in college teased us that we were a couple just to annoy us. And I know that it's really just a figment of both you and I's imagination and our friend's imagination. And that's okay. I want you basically to have a good life, and, you know, you go your way, I go mine. And Mech's a little standoffish at this point, but I totally get why he's doing what he's doing. He's doing what he's doing because he's going from the very beginning, the one thing that Mech wanted most for Boss is that Boss is treasured as a person and that Boss has the best chance of life that he can have and Mech believes that really probably wouldn't be with him. That would probably be with Fawn and he's like, you know therefore I'm going to take the hit and you go be with Fawn. Um, it's during this point that Mech um, is walking away from Boss, and Boss grabs a megaphone and says, wait, okay, just wait a moment. And then he actually turns to everyone in the camp and says, you know what? We are a couple, uh, Mech. You and I are a couple. We're going to be a couple. Um, we may not be married now, but we are a couple, and pretty much everything that married couples are is what we are. And therefore, I want everyone to know that so that you don't have to be feeling like our relationship is secretive, like I'm embarrassed or ashamed of you, and I'm really sorry for what happened um, that made you feel that way. And he says this in front of everyone with a megaphone. And Mech's like, I am dying here. I was hoping maybe for an apology. I was hoping maybe this would work out, but I really didn't want it happening with a megaphone boss. So he walks up, grabs a megaphone and says, that's enough. Okay, I know what you mean now. It's okay. Can we just please put the megaphone down? Because I don't want everyone knowing about every facet of our lives. And so boss puts the megaphone down, but then he puts it back up and says, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry that this happened. And so that's kind of how their relationship goes. I love the friends' reaction because you have Ram and all their bunch looking at him going, you know, we could have seen this one coming and just kind of laughing it off. And then we have this girl at camp who has gotten her ramen noodles and she's like, you know, everyone has found love but me. And then she hands her noodles to someone and just says, here, you eat them. I have no appetite now. And it is so funny to watch. We also have Bon and Dune, which had 
some issues in their relationship during camp, um, mainly because Bon was an I don't mean it weird. He really was an ass. I mean, you know, you can sit there and go, sometimes people are, as they say in Karen Knightley's version of Pride and Prejudice, an unmitigated ass. And Bon was. I mean, there really is no other good explanation for his behavior. And because of that, he's caused this friction when they could have had a wonderful time at camp. Bon and Dune spent most of camp apart from one another because Bon was being such an ass. And so with that in mind, Bon basically kind of apologizes to Dune. Dune gets lost um, at the camp. Bon finds him and Dune's really upset. Dune's really troubled because Dune, while they were at camp, saw that this person was approaching Bon, who had tried to flirt with Bon earlier, way before he met Dune. And Bon was like, number one, I don't like you. Number two, I'm never going to like you. And he basically is having this conversation with this other person, but Dune doesn't know what's going on. He just sees this other person is trying to hug Dune. Bon. And he's like, you know what? Not only is Bon being an absolute jerk, but now he's two-timing me in our relationship. And so he tries to leave camp and go home early and he gets lost because Dune has no sense of direction. I totally sympathize. I really do. I can get lost with Google Maps and spend four miles trying to find my way back or eight kilometers, however you want to look at it. So anyway, but you know, Bon finds him and he says, I'm not going to give up on us. And I think this is maybe the first time they actually have a pretty romantical moment together. And Dune's number one, trying to deal with the fact that they're having a romantical moment. And number two, trying to deal with the fact that he misunderstood what was going on with Bon. And that kind of heals that breach in the relationship. He knows that Bon is not going to be doing that to him. Um, they come back to camp. Things are okay again. And I like that the end of the series, how Bon and Dune are just kind of sitting there at camp talking to one another and visiting about, you know, what life is like, what, you know, is going on. And also having the courage to say things that, you know, most couples wouldn't be okay talking about initially. Like Dune's sitting there and he's going, you know, I know you like me now, but what if you find someone else who you think is cuter or smarter or, you know, better than I am? Because, you know, Dune does have many discrepancies. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. He, you know, is very naive. He doesn't look at life the way most adults would because he he approaches it with a naivety that is kind of, I don't know a good word for it. He just doesn't, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. And Bone's like, I didn't pick you because, you know, I thought you were, you know, the most brilliant person I've ever met. I picked you because you're the cutest person I've ever known. And I like you a lot. And I'm going to continue to. And basically just sitting there and having that conversation where they both feel comfortable enough to talk about their lives that way, I think is a really cool thing to see. Also, we have Ram and King in this episode because everyone gets way too intoxicated over a drinking game. Um, Ram gets really, I'm sorry, not Ram. King gets really drunk and Ram kind of hauls him back to the tent that they're both sharing. Um, 
King has been very standoffish with Ram the entire camping trip. Ram cannot figure out what's going on. He's trying to help King because King's having health issues as well as interpersonal issues. And at the end of this episode, you finally figure out what's going on with King is he really likes Ram. He doesn't know what to do with those emotions. And he's really mad at himself for having those feelings. And Ram just sits there and says, why are you so mad? What is going on that's making you mad? And why do you want me not to be around you? And King's going, I just don't want you here. And he says, but why don't you want me here, King? And I think this is really because the person who doesn't talk at all hardly, Ram, is the one asking verbal questions, which is kind of a, a switch for that couple. And King's like, because whenever you're around me, I feel so happy and I don't know what to do about that emotion. And I don't know how to hold myself back when I don't want to hold myself back. And this is causing me great pain because I don't know what to do with myself in this situation. And then he basically just kisses Ram full on the face and Ram's sitting there going, um, this is strange and interesting. And they basically have a moment together. They wake up the next morning. Um, King pretends that nothing happened. Ram pretends that nothing happened. And then as they get ready to go that day, um, you find out that Ram texts King and he goes, by the way, I wasn't drunk last night and I do remember everything about our conversation and what ensued. Now, I will say, I do not think anything really happened that night. They just were discussing their emotions and then they had a romantical moment and then you see them both conked. But you know, Ram said, King's sitting there going, oh my, okay, I guess we'll have a lot to talk about when we get back to the condo. <laughs> and that's kind of how this episode closes for them. With Mech and Boss, you do have a little addendum during the drinking issue because um, Mech takes Boss back to the tent and he's like, he kind of helps Boss get back to the tent, etc. And he says, Boss, what did you say to Fawn? And he says, well, I told her that I would was going to choose you and not her because you're the one that I want to be with in my life. And Mech's like, really? This is wonderful. And that's kind of how that episode closes for them. I really did like the series, even though it has all the things about BLs that I don't like. Some of the hokey behavior, some of the sound effects. And I really didn't like it for the main characters. I really liked it for Ram and King. And parts of Mech and Boss. Although I will say this end episode I didn't like with Mech and Boss as much because um, I don't believe you should ever be really seriously flirting with someone when they're drunk simply because they're not at their full faculties. And Mech was seriously flirting with him with Boss when he was drunk. And, you know, that's not, in my opinion, acceptable behavior. Uh, it's not it's not the way you need to go. I kind of feel the same way about it as I feel about people who are in relationships where they think rape is an okay thing. And I mean, they're not the same thing. I totally get that. But still, you're dealing with people who are not at their full faculties and you do not take advantage of people during that time. 
So that's why I had a little trouble with their relationship in this episode. But I did enjoy seeing the development of Ram and King. I think they're one of my favorite couples in all of cinematographic history, just because they really are interesting to see how their personalities play off one another in positive ways. And I also think it's kind of cool how in real life, everyone who did this series, they actually were kind of going on a little, I don't know what you call it, a little trip to finish this up, to go do this fake camping trip was really kind of a real trip for them. And also in real life, I do believe like Perth and um, Talay are really good friends in real life. Um, you can actually go watch their YouTube. They um, do gaming together, etc. And I also like how their gaming isn't really the extremely violent kinds of games like people in the U.S. sometimes play. Um, it's more like I don't know how to explain it. Like, for example, Perth was growing rice in one game. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. I mean, we don't have to, you know, shoot anybody, kill anybody. You know, it's kind of nice. So I'm just saying, I, I don't game, so I'm really not into that whole thing. But I did enjoy watching a few clips of Talay and Perth gaming. And also seeing how, you know, they have a good working relationship. And they're also good friends in real life. And that's kind of cool. And that is my review of My Engineer, episode 13. Check it at the round table. Bye.